You're listening to The Dirt Podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, or at home on www.thedirtsociety.com. If you like what we're doing, consider donating just a few bucks a month by following any contribute or donate link on our pages. If you love what we're doing, contact us directly and we'll tell you about how you or your business can sponsor an episode or a whole series. If you can't do either right now, you are still very, very welcome to join us. This, after all, is the podcast for anyone who eats. For the global community to talk about progress and development in a meaningful way, we all have to come to the table as equals. And what I want to know is, what do we share at a table? You're listening to The Dirt Podcast, where you can learn about the world of food from the ground up. And to that end, the Dirt Society builds all sorts of tools you can use, from tutorials to mini-documentaries to downloadable slideshows and beyond. And to access it all, you just visit us at www.thedirtsociety.com. My name is Jennifer. Welcome to my table. Let's dig in. First, a quick note on our podcast series. Podcasts like this episode are going to be collected by subject and learning level into tracks of podcasts. Each episode is a complete lesson, and the tracks are going to include anywhere from 10 to 20 podcast episodes. And these tracks are going to become gradually more specialized as you advance. Eventually, the Dirt Society podcast series is going to include many tracks, like the ethics of eating, or farming and civil rights, or maybe even gardening in space. This is the very first track in our whole series, and it's called Food 100. It's just a collection of podcast episodes that are going to pull back the curtain of the food industry for you, show you what you might not have seen yet, a very complex, a very costly, and a very imperfect system that we're all a part of. The episode you're listening to now is Food 101, an introduction. In this short lesson, we're going to talk about the Dirt Society's work, our complex and flawed food system, but most importantly, what power you have within it. There's no better place to start than just by talking about our relationship with food. I have good news and I have bad news. The bad news you've probably heard before. In fact, you might even be tired of hearing it, but here goes. Humankind lives with war, corruption, starvation, high rates of heart disease, obesity, extreme stress, mood disorders, inequality in all of its forms, poverty, and, of course, accelerated climate change. While you've probably heard all of those words over and over again, maybe you haven't heard this, or maybe you haven't heard it enough. You have a hand in it all. You do have some power to make it worse or to make it better. That's just a friendly reminder. Sure, there are some of us who do more harm than others, and it's tempting to allow ourselves to feel blameless or helpless when we see how much damage is done by, say, corporations or warlords, but that doesn't make us powerless, and it doesn't let us off the hook either. Most of what we struggle with is very systemic, and the responsibility of our collective failures or triumphs is shared. 
while there are a few big names stymieing progress, they can do very little to hold change off forever, not if the people that they depend on have both an education and a voice. I'm adamant on this point, to let yourself be seduced by this feeling of powerlessness in the face of enormous greed and corruption is just to lay your power at that monster's feet. Don't do it. That brings me to the good news. No matter who you are, you do have the power to foster real and measurable change, and you can start making that change by learning about what you eat. You can improve upon almost any man-made system by advancing your understanding of food. Consider, each of those problems we mentioned earlier have something in common. Firstly, they are perpetuated by us, usually in ignorance, but sometimes not. Also, and listen closely to this, all of that bad news, from terrorism to sexism to depression, it involves food. Simply put, it inarguably involves food because everyone involved requires food. Food is connected to our well-being in countless ways, and we're going to explore how diet impacts your emotional health and your savings account and your mental growth and your career in later episodes. But for now, let's just talk about the most fundamental relationship we have with food. We need it to survive. That single fact links you to me and me to him, and him to her and her to them. It has connected us and our ancestors, and it will connect our children too. So how can we leverage that truth to create a better world? To battle every injustice, every corrupt politician, each degree of climate change, you would need to involve a lot of people. You would need the support of those who have been denied representation, denied an education, as well as those who bankroll industrial development, and then everyone in between. If you want us all involved in creating solutions, make no mistake, you will need us to be healthy. You will need us to be fed. But there's an imbalance, see? The most secure and well-fed among us have the loudest voices, and yet the people living on the opposite end of the spectrum should be the ones at the podium, teaching and rallying for change. So why aren't they? Because not being hungry today or this week is way more important. Even in the 21st century, we have brothers and sisters whose greatest priority is basic bodily comfort. From New York street musician to Ghanaian corn grower to Palestinian author, we all have to eat. Nobody likes to work on an empty stomach. And who of us is going to fight for progress if we are critically ill due to malnutrition? The most powerful and well-represented aren't struggling with their position in the global food web. Quite the contrary, it's people who are constantly overlooked and overworked who are also underfed. Once again, for everyone in the back... The people who should be invited to this discourse, the ones with the most to say, the ones most impacted by injustice and resource scarcity, are probably busy just securing basic nutritional needs. Thus, when we discuss international development, it's imperative that we approach nutrient inequality first and with ruthless determination to see the end of it in our lifetime. Meaningful progress can only happen if we're all represented, if we're all sitting at that table as equals. We all have to be fed and ready to do work. Now, like the foundation of agriculture itself, more on that in later episodes, the most effective systems are going to be built by global networks, by a community diverse in studies, experiences, 
and in limitations. This is why no single nation, political party, or think tank is going to be able to solve an international problem, and why, we believe, any true solution is one developed by a global community. But to engage a truly diverse body of thinkers and entrepreneurs, we must each be free to study, to travel, to criticize, to invent. We must, in short, be healthy. It's the first step. And it's one that's easy to take for granted when you, yourself, are not grappling with hunger. Now, let's be clear, the burden of creating nutrient equality should not, does not fall on the hungry. In fact, I'm just going to come right out and say it. The more well-fed you are, the greater share of responsibility is yours. To redistribute what you have in excess, to ask, how much is being wasted? Where was this grown? Who am I really paying? To spend your food allowance intelligently. These steps aren't going to end hunger, but they are simple ways for you to become engaged. This is no small thing, because if you aren't hungry, you're likely very divorced from the realities of food acquisition. So these simple questions and single transactions are how you are going to find your way back to a deeper and more meaningful relationship with eating. Our food system causes a lot of problems, and yet if we know that our need for and love of food would be logical ground to begin building significant positive change, we might ask, how do we begin? And why didn't we begin already? In short, we needed you. The world has been waiting for you, my friend. Rarely does anyone give away power, products, information, or money without pressure from stakeholders and consumers. And consumers, like you, might not know what's going wrong or what could be done better and how much power they really possess to implement any kind of radical change. Now that's not really a surprise because food education is a hugely unpopular study, despite how universally relevant it is to all of us. We tend to learn the absolute minimum that we need to get by, and that helps no one. So how should you change? How can you change? How can you take those steps towards dismantling a broken food system and developing nutrient equality that will then allow for massive global positive progress in every direction? Well, this is how. This. What you're doing right now. By, by taking this step, you've begun learning about the world of food and how it connects to everything else. It's probably fair to say that a very tiny population of people on Earth know as much about food as they should, and everyone who doesn't belong to that very tiny population has a lot that they can potentially learn. Agriculture, ecology, politics, economics, biology, food touches everything, is rooted in everything, and if you want to be an enlightened participant in this system, you'll have to understand its complexity. And that is why the Dirt Society exists. We're going to walk you through the world of food, one article, one documentary, one podcast at a time, until you learn to shop and eat intelligently, until you can think critically about international food trade, until you are growing a fruit or vegetable of your own, until you feel confident participating in arguments about genetic modification, or reading a scientific paper on the relationship of mental health and outdoor activity, the Dirt Society is going to change the way you think about food and our relationship with it forever. And with each brief lesson, you will be contributing to a cure. The only thing keeping you, keeping any of us, from being part of the solution instead of part of the problem is an education. So here it is. The education you didn't know you needed. It's accessible, it's global, and it is totally free to use. 
So the question that you have to ask yourself is this. Will you hope that these problems sort themselves out? Or will you claim your power and share a meal at this global table? Thank you for listening. Until next time. This podcast was written by Jennifer Garvin, recorded and edited by Jennifer Garvin, produced by Jennifer Garvin, funded by Jennifer Garvin, with music and sound by Jennifer Garvin, all recorded on free Audacity software with Jennifer Garvin's iPhone headset and Jennifer Garvin's guitar. And yes, that's all the same person. Just one Jennifer Garvin making the Dirt Society podcast for you to enjoy and share. So if you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation to our nonprofit, Send us an actual microphone or a real editor, or perhaps just fund one of our many forthcoming educational programs. You could be Jennifer Garvin's hero. Visit www.thedirtsociety.com for information on gifts and donations. And in the meantime, we'll get back to work.